0: one of the tools i've started to use recently is zapper for those of you that were part of the 2017 bull market it was characterized by just opening up blockfolio and refreshing it over and over and over again and also anytime you ever made a trade you would have to go into blockfolio and manually input that trade information to make sure that your portfolio that you think that you have matches what you actually have with zapper you don't have to do any of that anymore because all you have to do is zapper is input your ethereum addresses and then Zapper will give you a really elegant report as to where all your money is. So there will never ever be any disconnect between the money that you think that you have and the money that Zapper reports to you. Zapper looks directly on chain and gives you a nice portfolio summary of all your assets and how many assets and all of your debt and all of your lending positions, all of your positions all at once. So there's no more editing your portfolio because Zapper just does it for you. One thing that I thought was really useful about Zapper was when I plugged my wallets in, I found that I had submitted liquidity to Uniswap forever ago, and without Zapper, I would have probably lost that forever because Zapper knows where your money is better than you do. It's also the gateway to investing your money into this ever expanding list of available DeFi platforms like Curve, Balancer, Uniswap, Yearn. In the bankless nation, there is this growing number of money Legos and keeping track of them all is just super overwhelming, which is why you could just go to Zapper and Zapper will will solve the problem of there just being too many money Legos to choose from. So check them out at zapper.fi, enter your Ethereum addresses and check out your portfolio and see if there's anything that you missed.
1: Nation. Welcome to this special AMA with, with Felix Fang, the CEO and founder of Set Protocol. We have never actually had someone from Set on uh, Bankless, so we're really excited about this today. Felix, thanks for spending the time. How are you doing, sir? Uh, oh, thanks for having me. I'm actually surprised you never had... Well, did, was Anthony ever on this uh, well, Anthony's been on, but you know, Anthony talks about a lot of different things. So he's okay. uh, he's talked set a little bit, but um, but yeah, like you know, not an officially dedicated set episode. So this is going to be exciting for the community, I think.
2: Okay, perfect. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. And yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm doing great and ready to ready to answer questions. Maybe add some humor to it if I can, <laughs> uh, and uh, it'll be it'll be fun. Well, this is right, this, this is sweet. fantastic
0: timing because Set has rolled out a ton of uh, brand new products in the last few weeks, uh, and I think starting with the uh, partnership with DeFi Pulse and the index token, the DPI index token, I feel like that's where we should start. Can you kind of uh, yeah. explain some of the background with that? And David, do you mind if before we get into that, do mm-hmm. you mind if we just
1: um, tell everyone who's watching on YouTube that, of course, you can uh, send your questions. This is a, an Ask Me Anything for Felix and Set. So you can add your questions to YouTube. We will pick them up and we will ask them of Felix. Also, if you are a Bankless member, you can ask those questions in the Bankless Discord to get a little bit of a prioritization and we will ask Felix those questions. Yeah, sorry sorry for interrupting, David. You wanna, no, you wanna exactly start with that need. again? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so Felix, you guys have uh, produced the first index in DeFi, so kind of tell us about what your thought process, before that was an actual like real project, your thought process around like uh, indexes. Did you guys know that, when did you guys know that you guys were going to turn to making indexes? Mm, good question. Um, set, I mean, if most people might not know, but Set has actually
2: been all about indexes since the very beginning. Um, When SET was created, we conceived the idea of a basket of tokens, a token that represented many tokens, essentially an ETF. And we were building these products in 2018, but the bear market hit and nobody wanted to trade the the long tail of coins anymore. And everything consolidated back into Bitcoin, Ether, and stable coins. And as a result, uh, the company's strategy and the products that we created shifted to reflect what the market wanted, uh, which was more trend trading strategy or very simple uh, rebalancing products uh, that help protect against downside. And since we are now seeing a DeFi resurgence and a resurgence of activity in Ethereum, we realize that the index products are now appealing again. So that's when we were also doing a rearchitecture of our entire protocol. So we built an entire new version of our protocol. It's called V2. We haven't talked about it at all, um, but it supports so much new stuff, uh, including uh, indices, including yield farming products, including a lot of other things that you you can imagine, uh, such as you know trend trading strategies and all the stuff we can do before uh, with ton more power. And we had to pick a beachhead first. We, there were so many things that we can build, but we had to pick one place to start. And when we saw that there were so many. DeFi tokens out there that it was really difficult for people to even pick which ones to buy, and there were so many retail users that wanted general exposure but couldn't do so. Like we, we, we saw that the the index opportunity for DeFi tokens to be a huge opportunity. And a few months back, uh, we were chatting with DeFi Pulse, and they had a really great idea for doing the uh, specifically a DeFi index branded under the DeFi Pulse. Uh, kind of methodology and that was when we realized hey we can do something together we can take the two best brands uh, one in asset management and one in and in, in tracking DeFi uh, and and providing data around DeFi, and we can build a really really amazing and great product and that's really what uh what DeFi pulse index was uh and that was launched about three three weeks ago and it's been getting a ton of uh, traction since uh, the first day that we launched, it got to a million dollars in AUM. And you know since then, it's you no. Know, we, we recently launched the Index uh, Co-op uh, Cooperative, which is essentially kind of a community around managing and creating indices. And we launched a yield farming co- component, too. And that helped boost that to about $6.5 million uh, right now. And there's almost $10 million of liquidity on Uniswap. So this is one of the most, in the traditional ETF world, uh, ETFs and indexes are some of the most widely liquid and traded products, and we're starting to see some of that uh, emerge in, in in DeFi too. So uh, that's a little bit of backstory.
1: That that's cool, Felix. So before we get into some of the community questions, I just want to um, like for some listeners, they they are if they've been reading Bankless, they've definitely been exposed to to set. But for someone's someone that's new, I think this DeFi index kind of illustrates the sorts of things that SET can do. Like um, I think of SET as kind of a DeFi native, a crypto native ETF of sorts. Um, Maybe Felix, you can like check me on that. Is that kind of what it is? Uh, And then what are the differences? Maybe even for folks that aren't familiar with an ETF, maybe you could explain that and talk about how the similarities or, or differences with SET and then we can get into the, um, the, the DeFi index itself and what's comprised inside of that index.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. So I think at the highest level, SET is an asset management protocol. So it enables people to own essentially a SET token, which is a ERC20 token that represents some sort of portfolio uh, in which it can implement some sort of asset management strategy. Indexing is one type of strategy that can be implemented on set. Uh, another type of strategy that we launched uh, recently was a field yield farming products, which will automatically you know, harvest uh, uni uh, and, and crops. We can implement some sort of automated trading strategies. Uh, in the future, you can do leverage trading as well. So there's, a, and, and, and users can simply buy one of these tokens, whether on Uniswap or minting it on a primary market themselves, uh, and own it and automatically and automate some sort of strategy without needing to do any work on their end. So that's kind of what set is about. And, and the relationship between kind of the one of these, like and, and a product and set is that the, the product itself, the set token can be generated and run by a third party. So uh, historically we've created some products called uh, RoboSets which are totally managed via smart contracts and Oracle uh, inputs. Uh, then earlier this year, we launched something called social trading, which is enabling third-party traders to essentially run strategies on set. And then I think the, the final iteration, which we recently launched, was essentially enabling the community uh, to aggregate the wisdom of the crowds, if you will, to manage a collection of, of, uh, poten- of, of products. And the first one that was launched was an index co-op, which is focused around index-related products. And in, And to give you a little bit of context... Uh, no, ETFs are exchange-created products. In a traditional like financial world, uh, they're one of the most widely adopted products in, in, in the whole world. And you probably own some without even knowing it. Uh, most people who uh, have a 401k or retirement account are automatically allocated uh, into some sort of index fund or ETF. Uh, so you're, you might be already investing in these and not know it. And, and this is a massive industry. of equity uh, assets are tied into ETFs. And they're some of the most liquid and widely traded products uh, in the world. Um, And the biggest companies around this are are names you've probably heard of before, like BlackRock or Vanguard. These are, you're managing upwards of $10 trillion of assets. And the ETF industry has been booming uh, in the past 20 years or so. So we think it's a pretty big deal Uh, To to uh, this ETF stuff and that there's a ginormous market in the traditional financial world and that hasn't fully translated into crypto yet. And that's kind of what uh, what what index co op is about is building the community uh, around uh, evangelizing growing and creating the best crypto index products uh, in the world.
1: Very cool. All right. Okay, so now we have the baseline of of what a um, a set token is, it's kind of like the like, it's kind of like an ETF, only it is basically crypto native, and it's a collection of some assets. Sometimes those are managed a bit more actively by um, an individual in the community. And sometimes those are just kind of indexed related, sometimes those are algorithmically traded. So there can be all sorts of different strategies for each of these sets, right. So, um, can you tell us going back to like V2? So I actually, I think, um, set was maybe our fourth tactic that we ever published on bankless. And I recall it was something called like, um, you know, use a money robot to manage your money, because basically you're probably going to screw it up yourself. It's sort of the ETF, the Vanguard argument, right? Like you should be buying index funds because, um, you know, your, your own investor psychology will kind of short circuit your 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 investment process, right? So that, that was like the fourth tactic we ever put out on Bankless. Um, and even then, that was about a year ago, uh, Set was was humming. You guys were fairly mature, you had some products, but you've added so much since then. Can you tell us what's like everything and we'll go through all of kind of the elements that are in this new V2, Felix?
2: Uh, absolutely. Um... Man, it has been a long time uh, since uh, the initial <laughs> tactics. And uh, yeah, I mean, when we, I think a year ago, one of the really awesome things that we launched was the, the trend trading strategies. Yes, uh, I remember. That was essentially a strategy that used a technical indicator, such as a 20-day moving average, the twenty six uh, exponential moving average, or, or the RSI to automatically make trades uh, based on kind of momentum. And these things were back tested to be uh, to work extremely well in the long in the long run. So if you're holding for kind of the three year time frame, this would be something that would help you accumulate uh, ether or, or crypto over time. And it would and essentially it would, like you said, automate kind of this process. What which would normally take a ton of time, take a ton of technical know how, and a ton of stress, if you will, because it doesn't let you sleep at night because you're paying attention to all the charts and the numbers every day. And most so people this, screw
1: it up anyway, don't they?
2: <laughs> you can screw it up anyways. So this allows you to just buy a prop to essentially like own a, own, own a set and then you essentially can set it and forget it. So you can own one of these products, you can put it away, and it will just automatically implement the strategy for you. Uh, and it's done extremely well in the bear market. It's the, some of the RSI sets have helped People double their ether uh, at some points, and it's uh, you know it's it's a very viable long-term strategy as long as the crypto markets are pretty, uh, I guess nonsensical, if you will, or like they're still immature. <laughs> so uh, there aren't people who are front-running these trades, sophisticated actors who are doing these these things. So that's where these strategies still are very viable. Um, so that's where we began, and we we got a lot of momentum. Uh, kind of through launching these strategies and we launched a whole family of these trend trading strategies and and with social trading we really opened up the strategy creation side things to a whole bunch of more people and and the architecture and the technology behind set ended up being very geared towards these strategies and when we started seeing a bull market happen and people wanted to trade other assets people wanted to use margin people wanted to do x y and z we realized that the v1 of our protocol wasn't extensible to be able to handle all that so we started to re-architect our protocols so that it can do anything um it can incorporate any type of integration it can handle any type of strategy that we can imagine at the time so we made it we created a new protocol it's called set protocol v2 which is super extensible it's very modular uh it you know can add any type of functionality and as a result like it can handle a lot of this new kind of Integrations that we're seeing, and we had we just have to decide like what we want to start with. So it was the the ETFs that we started with with the DeFi Pulse Index. Then a week later, it shows how rapidly we can move. We launch uh, a few yield farming products. Uh, we launched like essentially a few days after Uniswap announced their uh, their 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 token, or their Uni token, and their yield farming associated with it. A few days later, we launch a yield farming product. So at this point, we're ready to. Uh, no, this protocol is ready to launch a whole bunch of different strategies and uh, right now uh, the focus is really on indices uh, as we think that there's a big market for that and there's a big, big appetite for, for users to get exposure to these, uh, to these products.
0: Wiren is DeFi's first self-building project on Ethereum, focused on producing products for those who are interested in earning yield in DeFi y various products are all built to suit each individual investor's preferred level of risk, from various vault strategies that leverage DeFi tokens to the safer EARN system, which relies on stable coins. Vaults are aggressive yield farming robots, each with a unique strategy that is designed to maximize the yield of the deposited asset y employs some of the most informed developers in DeFi to keep the vault strategies updated with the various yield farming opportunities on Ethereum. For customers who are more risk adverse, the y EARN product may be for you. EARN is a yield-aware dynamic money market that automatically seeks the best interest rates across the various DeFi protocols and regularly migrates your deposited stable coins between the DeFi protocols that are returning the best yield at the present moment. YARN is a system that is just a little over four months old, so things are still very much an experiment. However, this hasn't stopped people from depositing over $700 million worth of assets into the YARN system in order to find yield on Ethereum. Perhaps the people that deposited all this money were were tired of constantly making daily transactions to follow the best DeFi interest rates, and maybe the gas fees that they were paying ended up eating too much into their profits. With YEARN, it doesn't remove the risk of these various protocols that it leverages, but it does remove the overhead of constantly trying to make sure you're finding the best yield and also so that you don't have to pay for gas to switch up your assets. Check out the products that YEARN has to offer at yearn.finance. That's Y E A R N.finance, which they also have a nice statistics page to see what other people are doing. Bankless nation, do you want to go fully
1: bankless but in the real world? Monolith is the DeFi account that you need. It wraps your ETH address in a bankless Visa card and it does so much more. It closes the loop from Fiat to DeFi. So you can onboard Fiat to DAI on Monolith with zero fees. Then you can convert that DAI to a DAI, which is an interest bearing savings account. Again, zero fees. And then you can spend that interest in the real world on a Visa card so you can finally buy your cup of coffee with interest earned in DeFi. Guys, this is magic. This is the closest thing to the holy grail crypto card and Monolith gives you all of it. You need to download the app at monolith.xyz to get your bankless Visa card. It's optimized for European listeners. They'll be coming to the US soon. And when you get that Visa card, the Monolith card, tweet about it when you do. I love seeing people unpackaging. They're beautiful bankless Visa cards. It makes me realize that the revolution is here. Search Monolith in the app store. So like the the DeFi index, if I buy the DeFi index, what am I buying exactly? And how often does it rebalance? Good question.
2: So what the DeFi index is, is a a set token that tracks uh, an index that has been generated by DeFi Pulse. Uh, they have a methodology for index. You can find it on their website. Uh, it's called pulse.inc. And it has uh, a pretty sophisticated criteria uh, of one asset inclusion, like which tokens can get up get included into the index. There's a whole bunch of criteria, such as it has to be listed on DeFi Pulse. There has to be a minimum of 5% uh, percent of circulating supply. Uh, there it has to be, a team that is pretty much pre-reputable pretty and the contracts need to be audited. Uh, and you know, there's a number of different criteria as well. And it has the, the methodology for how you would weight uh, the composition of the tokens. So it's something that's pretty sophisticated and well thought through. And currently the index is comprised of 11 tokens uh, weighted by, by, market, by circulating supply of the market cap. So it includes tokens like Wi-Fi, includes tokens like LEND, and Compound, Maker, Uni, a lot of the big names that you know are included in this index. And this index's aim is to be the most representative index for DeFi tokens. And what you're buying essentially is, uh, or you're, you're investing in, is essentially a token that tracks this index. Uh, and it's not a synthetic product, it's not a derivative. So you can, if you own this index, you actually have can get access to the underlying through an issuance and creation re- uh, mechanism. So to be able to mint one of these indexes, what you do is you act a, a party actually has to take all 11 of the tokens and like deposit them to a smart contract. And in return, you get uh, the set token. And if you own the set token, you can always redeem, which is burning that token and retrieving all the underlying. So you have the peace of mind that everything that the index represents is actually held in a smart contract and you can audit this all yourself.
1: And I just want to point out real quick, the problem that this solves basically is because, uh, go try to keep up with DeFi, Mm -hmm. right? Like David and I do it. It's a full-time job to understand these assets and what, what's going to be big next and that sort of thing. Uh, Just, just like it's a full-time job to invest and trade in the stock market. Mm -hmm. So what an index does like this is it gives you exposure to a rotating range of assets. That, that pop into this top, it's top 10, right, Felix? And you can kind of just set it and forget it. If you want exposure to DeFi, you don't have to research every single asset. That's kind of the value proposition that I see. Yeah. I think David's got a question here.
0: Yeah, and the the timing of your guys' release of this, I thought was pretty pretty cool because you guys released it right before the UniToken came out. And so therefore the UniToken wasn't included in the in, in initial index, but since, uh, Uni then moved itself into the top ten. Uh, the index uh, then therefore included it, uh, which is pretty cool because that's exactly what Ryan said. It just automatically updates with the tokens that uh, should be included. But uh, Felix, can you kind of talk to us about the behind what what happened behind the scenes there with the Uni swap before it was included to becoming included? Like how how did that process go?
2: Yeah. So what you're describing so what you're describing is the process of rebalancing. Uh, so, in a traditional ETF world, uh, rebalancing is is simply the act of either readjusting weights. So, uh, you know, some in a centralized world, some sort of party would be, you know, selling some of the the overweight assets, uh, maybe into reserve assets such as U.S. dollar, or directly into an underweight asset. So, for example, uh, you know, and and how this would work for at least the DeFi Pulse index set in theory is like, okay, so right now uh, you're gonna Essentially, have an addition of UNI that currently is zero percent of the the weighting, and there's a number of other assets that are overweight. Uh, if uh, post, uh, if you were to model out like how much UNI is required, so it would try to sell a proportionate amount of MKR, of COMP, of of all of the tokens, uh, and then and and buy UNI as a result, right? So the idea is that like that's kind of how the reweighting actually works, and the rebalancing itself. Uh, initially was handled kind of through like a few uh, a number of transactions and the idea is that like in the future anybody can call a smart contract to help perform and, and and reweight the rebalances as well in a trustless way in a trustless manner
0: very cool very cool we have a question from jake Shervinsky in the bankless discord uh can DeFi pulse change its methodology and therefore thereby change the composition of the index in real time and in other words, to what extent are token holders relying on DeFi Pulse to manage the index?
2: That's a good question. Um, so so uh, I, one of the questions that I didn't answer was how often does it rebalance? Uh, it is once per month. Mm-hmm. So uh, how, how the index co-op works is that uh, DeFi Pulse is the index methodologist. They're the ones that create the methodology and then translate that methodology into weights uh, of like what the rebalance would be each month. So they only submit the weights each month, and then the and then the co-op or the organization or sorry the co- community uh, can look at the weights that have been submitted and validate and verify that the weights are correct and reasonably mapped to the index. So if ever there's a large addition or or a, a deletion, like the community can 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 review that to make sure nothing is wrong and that it actually does reasonably map to index. The main thing that this is trying to protect against is what if a methodologist created a rebalance that was 100% made of, for example, pickle. Uh, and they wanted to pump the price of pickle and sell everything else.
0: Right. That's something that's
2: a that would be a big problem is something very malicious. So that's the, the role of the community uh, around kind of the index co-op is to ensure that some of these things, for example, don't happen. Uh, so uh, there there is a check and balances uh, that like, DeFi Pulse, even though they they are submitting the weights, they cannot unilaterally mm-hmm. update the weights, uh, you no, know, and 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 perform a trade and, and and harm everyone as a result.
0: So, so DeFi Pulse is acting as the oracle to a like a, a privileged oracle, perhaps to the governing token holders of of the um, of the co-op. Is that right? Correct. Okay, so it's the it's the the responsibility of re-weighting the actual index belongs to the co-op. Not to DeFi right. Pulse. Okay, cool. Right. Okay. So that's
2: one of the main things that the co the op is responsible is for is the actual rebalancing. Mm-hmm. So none of the parties involved, like you know, DeFi Pulse or any of the methodologists have custody. They simply serve as an oracle mm-hmm. of like what the next methodology would be. And thus they are you know, not as privy to actually the actual risks of you know, quote unquote management.
1: So okay, so the like the answer to Jake's question is is basically if DeFi Pulse got evil, really wanted to pump pickle tokens, right? There there is a check in the system which is the the co-op basically that would kind of rein them in. So that that appears to be a primary function of the indo- indexed cooperative. Um, so like how does it managed and and what other functions does the index cooperative have? Because that's new in V two, right, Felix? This this notion of an index cooperative. Is there some kind of like token governance that manages it? And who who are the members of this cooperative?
2: Uh, Good question. So just to make it really clear, there's a clear, there's a distinction between set protocol and then the cooperative. The cooperative is a a separate entity, like separate from the protocol. And this is an entity that is essentially uh, a community that governs uh, the, the creation and maintenance of index products. And the set protocol is simply a technology provider it's essentially a prime brokerage if you will that serves uh, a number of these different entities so the set protocol provides the infrastructure for the set it provides technology uh, to be able to perform rebalances it performs some of the other you know, kind of administrative functions for helping to create coordination between uh, you know between the strategists uh, or the methodologists and the actual users and and any other third parties involved, and the cooperative's role is a few things. One is to add and remove and maintain like new indices. So the DeFi Pulse Index is the first uh, kind of index in the index cooperative, but it's not the only one. Uh, members can add other ones over time. So if you were interested if the community was interested in maintaining, for example, NFT index. That is something they can do. Uh, if they believe that the market opportunity uh, was was large enough, uh, they believe that they can benefit enough, like that's something that might be interesting. Or if they believe that that was a product that actually exists, that's something they can do. If they wanted the L2 index, that's something they could add. If they wanted a different type of uh, DeFi index, that's also possible as well.
1: And how do they so, add it,
2: Felix? Uh, so it happens through uh, decentralized governance. So initially, some of these ideas, they're already being proposed in a Discord uh, channel for the index co-op. And if there's enough uh, steam for any of these ideas, they get moved into a proposal that they can be generated on discourse. And if there's enough steam and traction and social consensus around there, it can be moved into uh, you know, some sort of off-chain voting like on Snapshot. Uh, and if that goes through, then uh, community members can do on-chain voting eventually and 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 vote these uh, type of products in. So I think that's kind of the idea uh, of like how the crop works. And, and they collectively make these decisions uh, together uh, to, for, no, for, for, for the benefit of trying to grow uh, the, the index.
1: I got it. So in the end of vote, like the actual on-chain process, right? So there's this, all this off-chain governance as we might think of it, but is there some kind of a token vote at the end of this where the index co-op members just kind of vote and you know make, or is there no token at this point for that?
2: Uh, so there is a native token called INDEX, like all capitals INDEX. It's a governance token with intention of allowing community members uh, to actually vote on these decisions and, and to bind it based on the ownership. Um, so yes, there's a token uh, kind of involved and it, you know, a lot of the smart contracts that are utilized are the same ones used by Compound Governance and, and Uniswap Governance. So a lot of the mechanics uh, are the same in terms of how proposals are generated. Uh, eventually, some sort of quorum is required, some minimum number of tokens are required to create a proposal. So a lot of those dynamics uh, also uh, apply here.
1: So who owns that token at this point? What's like the distribution like?
2: Yeah, good question. So initially, this is a, this is a token where the distribution is very uh, community-heavy uh, and community-weighted. Uh, so initially, there was an airdrop that was given to all existing DeFi Pulse Index holders. Uh, that was a uh, that was basically airdrop to anybody who believed in the product early. It was not announced or anything like that. So these are users that probably are much more heavily aligned with actually governing the the protocol and being being involved. Uh, the second part is that there is a liquidity mining program that was that went live yes uh, about uh, twenty one hours ago. Uh, essentially, it's a program that incentivizes people to 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 take their DeFi Pulse Index and in Ether, and add liquidity to Uniswap. Uh, there was a lack of liquidity before, so uh, now we're, there's an incentive uh, for you know, people to essentially earn these index tokens for providing useful work uh, to, uh, to the system. Uh, a third uh, allocation is for index methodologists. So index methodologists are one of the, the keys to the success of this, uh, of this co-op and being able to track the best uh, methodologists you know, if it, for example like you no know, like some names that we that that the co-op would be excited to really have might be um, might be like you no know, bitwise or you no know, any or coin market cap or or masari or any of these any of these players might be a, a interesting service provider as a methodologist and there's essentially uh, based on the amount of contribution that is provided they uh these service providers and methodologists can earn uh, some of these index tokens by providing useful work so i think that's kind of the 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 notion and, and the principles is that those who provide useful work and 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 actually contribute will can get can earn some of these uh index uh governance tokens over time
0: very cool very cool didn't know that yeah this is pretty great like like we said at the beginning great timing for this ama so felix uh when the uniswap airdrop happened to everyone people started like looking around because so many uh protocols had a token at at that point like if uniswap had a token like people were gonna scope the field and see like all right who else is going to do a token and there were very few protocols left that hadn't done token and one was set and uh the other one was DYDX. and then maybe people thought about Instadap too as well as a a tokenless protocol that still had opportunities for a token is it fair to consider this index token as sets token or is it something you know more parallel to it
2: um it is probably the latter so this is this index governance token is not the the set token just to be very clear it's actually a token governing uh, uh a community that has built a product on top of the set protocol infrastructure so this is a token that is as the name of the token describes index it's only concerned with index related products and index related uh matters mm-hmm. uh, set protocol is something much broader in terms of the infrastructure that it provides, it, 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 it serves, and, and 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 what types of matters it's responsible for. So uh, this is yeah, this is something uh, different.
0: Right. Okay. So that's that's why it's getting airdrop to the index holder or the the DPI token holders, and not any other holders of the of the set uh, set tokens. Right. The uh, the money robots or the social traders. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool and so and I also thought it's pretty cool that the Uniswap retroactive airdrop uh, model also got copied so quickly right off the bat it makes a per- perfect use case for this one as well and so you said you mentioned something like liquidity mining uh, is also um, the, the way the rest of the token gets uh, distributed out into the hands of people uh, and. And so I'm assuming the, the value proposition of this token is just kind of like all the other value propositions of all the other tokens where there's might maybe some management fee for managing the rebalances or producing new indexes. And so this, these token holders are incentivized to put out as many indexes as they deem the market would want and then charge a small fee on like maybe the rebase or, or not, not the rebase, the rebalance, <laughs> got, got rebasing stuck in my head. Uh, the rebalancing and then also the, the management is is there any fee uh, included for the managing of the dpi token or is that something that is left to the governing token holders
2: um at the end of the day like the the power of the governance is for the community so the the community is to decide mm-hmm. that said in a traditional uh financial world uh, ETf companies like Blackrock or like Vanguard they typically uh, monetize via some sort of you know, expense ratio, which is essentially a management fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can, you know, that might be charged on an annual basis or they do securities lending so they can take some of the stocks that are in the ETF and lend them to hedge funds for, mm. for interest. So those are some of the ideas that, you know, traditional ETF companies would do. And some of those might be translatable over into the crypto kind of context.
0: Wait, let's, let's go into that a little bit more. So if we wanted to copy that same business model where uh, there are assets on a balance sheet inside an ETF, but then somebody like BlackRock takes those assets and then lends them out behind the scenes and pockets that pockets that interest rate, is that how it works?
2: Um, it depends on the actual company itself. Some of the, uh, the providers will share a significant portion of that interest back to the, the holders. Uh, sometimes they'll take a percentage of that and pocket it themselves. Uh, some of them will take the entire interest, uh, kind of rate rate earned, and take it themselves. I think the, the, there is a challenge because it is a lot more operational overhead and mm-hmm. and work to actually do that. Uh, even the best providers, for, for example, Vanguard can only lend out forty percent of the total uh, amount. So it's not like they can lend out everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's you know there's definitely a supply and demand dynamic that comes with it. But it is like pretty interesting in, in DeFi, because there's lending markets for so many uh, different assets. Right. Uh, and there's not only lending uh, opportunities, but there's farming opportunities as well. There's mm-hmm. staking opportunities. For example, SNX potentially could right. be staked, and you can earn more SNX over time. So there's you know, there's a whole, whole world out there that the community can decide uh, to, to embark on if it made sense. And you know, they can just help decide some of the economics if it made sense.
1: Your Ethereum address is a bankless bank account, but here's the problem. It doesn't have a human readable name. It's represented by this long hexadecimal string that no one can read. Unstoppable Domains has the solution to that problem. It provides a domain name for your Ethereum address. So instead of telling someone to send you funds to 0xE3BA blah, 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 you can tell them to send funds to yourname.crypto, a domain name for your Ethereum address. At unstoppabledomains.com, you can search for blockchain domains like this and find tools to easily launch websites on decentralized web technology like IPFS. You can even have Unstoppable Domains help you manage your .crypto or .eth or even .zill domain name addresses at their Unstoppable Domains Manager. Websites have domain names.com.org. your bankless bank account on Ethereum should have a domain name too. So go to UnstoppableDomains.com, register a domain name for your Ethereum address now. Unstoppable Domains.
0: So I'm starting to see a lot of overlap with this uh, this product, and both a little bit of, of uh, Yearn and Balancer in the mix as well, right? So Balancer is a pool of eight possible tokens that people can trade and, and use as liquidity, like Uniswap, and then and then Yearn or Yearn is like this thing that goes out and seeks yield in DeFi, right? And I see a little bit of both of that in this product as well, where there are assets that are inside of a pool. Uh, and then also those same assets can go and be leveraged in DeFi for additional return. So there seems to be some, some overlap here. Maybe let's go into some compare and contrast. So uh, with Balancer, you have eight tokens in a pool. And one of the unique things about Balancer is that you can trade against these tokens. And then the fees for people that are looking for liquidity go into the pool. Uh, are the, and when the assets are inside of an index are they able to be leveraged for liquidity by people outside of the index looking to to trade those assets?
2: Um, Good question. Uh, I think that's one of the main distinctions and differences between set and balancer. Uh, Sets, uh, essentially index products and vehicles, map and primitives, map a lot more closely to traditional uh, kind of index products, so they don't rebalance uh, constantly or all the time or reweight all the time uh, or have suffer from potential impermanent loss uh, as well. So I think that, you know, and the rebalancing only happens at specific times in this case, th- in cases that are determined by the index methodologists. Uh, in the DeFi Pulse Index scenario, uh, it is just, you know, monthly, but others might be less frequent, like quarterly or or, or bi- biannually. Um, and uh, and if, you know and essentially there's, there's no liquidity that's provided uh, through this uh, through this scheme. Uh, that said, it is possible for liquidity to be provided but that's not something that uh, that, uh, that currently exists but it's something that can be added by a community over time.
0: Okay yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense and, and that's just not really what the use case of, of these uh, you know uh, indexes of tokens are really meant for. Uh, Balancer is unique in the sense that like, it, it, it's supposed to be tracking the, uh, the market at, at that one specific point in time, but, but that is also allowing other people to trade against the, the balancer pool, which the set doesn't allow. Uh, so that's kind of the advantage of, of holding a set. Uh, but in, in theory, I think you could make an index where you maybe you have the lend token, you have, you know, a lot of DeFi tokens in there, and then you can put them into balancer pools in the back end, where we kind of like what we were just saying, where you uh, as BlackRock, or some index management company can lend out assets. Uh, that are contained inside of the ETF, which is kind of like in Weernns camp or Yearns camp where you know, maybe it's really advantageous to have an index with, you know, may- maybe there's a bunch of more uh, synthetic asset pl- platforms. So there's a synthetic asset set and one of those assets is synthetics. maybe another one is-, is UMA, maybe there's others coming down the line. And in this particular set, there could or in this particular, excuse me this uh, index, the the part there could be a strategy baked into the index to also be staking synthetics at the same time. Is that is that correct?
2: Uh that that is correct and potentially yeah, definitely possible.
0: Right. Yeah. So that sounds really something similar to to Wyren's camp. So it sounds like you guys are or not you guys, but the uh the uh, index co-op is starting to get into uh you know the the yield maximizing game where it seems to be like each each index is its own index, but it also could have a strategy baked into it as well, which could make it more or less, you know, lucrative for the people investing.
2: Uh, correct. Um, I think one of the cool things is the composability of a defined Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, any products that you know, any comp- uh, constituents that supported by index that there's a Y vault for, like you can like you can actually put that into a Y vault and maximize the yield on it. So if there was, you know, for example, an Oracle uh, index, and it had link in it, you can put the link into a, a link Y Vault, and then it can, and 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 urine can do the work of actually, you know, generating a yield for it. So, uh, I mean, it's definitely composable in that sense. And I think that would be to the benefit of the index holders to, uh, to potentially utilize and get the additional yield, given uh, that the risk is 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 manageable, and that they understand uh, what what they're getting themselves into uh, in 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 those situations.
0: I think I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, the index co op and Wire play off of each other because you know Wire could leverage the index co op, and the index co op could leverage Wire at the same time. And so I think there's going to be a very strong like stitching of these protocols. That's going to be pretty cool to watch. Totally. Yeah.
1: I um, want to get some community questions, but I have one last one on this uh, because it's so fascinating, Felix. So, can there be multiple index cooperatives, right? So, could somebody like fork the index cooperative or come up with their own and um, start using that instead? How would that even work?
2: Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's something that we've seen in in, in crypto and and in, in DeFi a lot is essentially forking. So, people can take the smart contracts and concepts and and make their own. Um, and that's completely possible because everything is open source. Uh, you no know, set protocol is available to everybody. The contracts under the index DAO can be copied as well. So that's something that can that can be done, similar to how sushi swap, for example, for Uniswap. Um, so that's yeah, not out of question. There can be multiple ones uh, that have different philosophies or or, or goals or whatnot. Uh, and I think you know that's something we might see uh, some more of in the future. Uh, and maybe we have consolidation as well. I think one thing that we haven't seen is like forks kind of merge together. (laughs) Like in the traditional like world, like you have a lot of M&A, like protocols buying other protocols. The only example we've seen so far is like Tron buying BitTorrent, but we haven't seen in DeFi, like other things buying other things, but just a lot of divestitures, if you will, are splitting up. So I think that one of the predictions I have is probably that in the next year, we'll see a lot more like consolidation, So like protocols actually like absorbing other communities or other protocols, so. uh, Very cool.
1: Like So multiple index cooperatives spinning up, uh, pursuing their own strategies, maybe at some point in time, bigger ones acquire the smaller ones or they merge together as kind of like super DAOs. Very interesting future. Wanna get to a question that's coming in from Discord from QAZ. Uh, QAZ asks, any plans to rapidly onboard more retail users? and he plans for a mobile app. I see you guys as the next eToro. Would that assumption be correct, or are you targeting institutions?
2: Um, with the index co-op, uh, you know, indexes are one of the most widely traded and owned products uh, in the world. And this is something that really is meant for wider spread consumption. Uh, by, by retail. So uh, it is to the interests of index co-op to be able to spread the indices as far and as wide as, as possible. So that means centralized exchanges. That means other wallets. It means potentially even, yeah, uh, and as many, uh, it means as collateral and as many use cases as possible. So being collateral for MakerDAO, collateral on Aave or on Compound, those are the things that uh, would be advantageous uh, no, for not only retail users, but also other personas, such as funds, funds may be interested in like hedging. So if they own a bunch of illiqu- relatively illiquid, let's say DeFi tokens, and they believe that the market was going down, uh, they don't want to sell their tokens for tax purposes, also liquidity, they can hedge uh, using the DeFi index. So there is use cases not only for institutions, but also for retail. So there's, that's why indexes are so widely adopted, because there's something for everybody.
1: It's interesting here because QAZ is is asking if you guys he, he says said he sees you as the next Etoro and is that assumption correct? What, what's interesting though, Felix, is um, you, you know what set becomes is almost like this this asset production factory, this asset production protocol, right? And your assets can be anywhere in DeFi. They could be on Uniswap, they could be on Balancer, they could be in a in a wire and strategy, they could be listed on Coinbase or Binance, all over the place, right? Which is a bit more, which is a bit different than an Etoro. Which, like an Etoro, also has kind of like a a a user interface and um, all of these other things. What do you think about the comparison between a a set and a Etoro? Are you guys DeFi's Etoro, or do you see it a little differently?
2: Um, We see a little bit differently. Uh, We can see how people may think that set is no the DeFi Etoro because some of the social trading products. That were launched earlier this year, uh, and it seemed like Set was building a platform for a bunch of social traders, and people can follow others. So that made a ton of sense. Uh, though, you no, know, I think with Set Protocol, it really is meant to be uh, infrastructure and a primitive. Uh, you no, know, Set token sets just happens to be the first UI that supports it. But anybody can build a user interface. And when it comes to some of these indices, people are actually acquiring them by many on, on different interfaces. People are using Argent or Zerion, or Zapper, uh, a whole bunch of different like D-Bank or other types of wallets, people are actually acquiring these products in. So uh, especially when they're listed on Balancer or Uniswap per se, there's automatically integrated. So uh, I think we, I think kind of the way that you described it makes a lot more is kind of how we think about it as well Is that set is really kind of a, an asset uh, kind of production factory, if you will, like they're creating these Tokenized strategy, or it's a framework and a primitive for creating tokenized stra- strategies, and that represented that can be traded anywhere. And uh, we're less of you know building an app or you know a user interface that people can that can can use. That's something that that anybody else can do, given that this is you know supposedly uh, kind of indestructible kind of infrastructure.
1: So are sets traded on centralized exchanges today? Have any exchanges uh, adopted them?
2: Um. There for the DeFi pulse index, I think is on one or two of the, the smaller ones at the moment. Okay. Uh, and, uh, it is to the advantage of the, of the index cooperative to try to get this, get these things listed more broadly.
1: Yeah. And how long until we see that, do you think just your, you know, gut prediction, I guess, is this going to ha- take, um, like, is this going to happen soon weeks or are we talking months or years?
2: Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, business development, like, you know, by other people, uh, you, you know you never really know uh so uh i mean but part of it is the volume and the a and and the, and the popularity and kind of this wide and how widespread uh it is so the the greater that is the more exchanges may uh may may, may favor and prioritize uh you know listing something like this
1: it, it would be interesting if exchanges start to get into their own index cooperatives as well mm. um, interesting dynamic there mm, interesting yeah yeah, cool. definitely. You look like you're going to ask something. A really cool yeah.
2: Future, if exchanges were creating their own uh, indices and, and interacting with the index cooperative uh, to, to 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 try to grow it and 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 make it happen
0: so uh felix a, a second ago you were talking about how you want to get uh these indexy indices into uh you know collateral and MakerDAO collateral and you know all dvi applications right and you know i know MakerDAO is very uh particular and risk averse to adding collateral right because each collateral needs its own kind of risk assessment right it's and, and there needs to be some due diligence with what that risk is and i think you can make the argument that with an index it's a lot less risky because it's an index, right? It's diversified. It's spread out across many different assets. And so the chances of it blowing up are reduced because it has less dependency on one particular asset. However, there's also composable risk, right? Because with many different assets, a lot of these assets, a lot of these protocols are stitched together in the background. And then there's also the straight up contracts that produce these things in the first place. Uh, so what's your take here? How do we balance the fact that it's diversified, but there's also composable risk? How, how do you balance that out when we when we want to get these things as collateral into, into something like Maker?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think that the Maker already... Uh, I mean if you think about maker and its and its you know, set of collateral it's kind of already a basket <laughs> if you really think about it right like anything that's added in, in its entirety is a, is a basket and it wants to minimize uh, the the risk as much as possible uh, and you no know, if it were to add every single asset in the index itself it would expose itself to just as amount, just the same amount of risk right so i think with the DPI index it like you said, diversifies that risk. Like it would be taking the same risk, except we can do it in a much smaller way. Uh, so I think uh, overall, like even though there is composable risk, like the risk of the entire asset blowing up is much lower in in, in aggregate. So I think that it would make really great collateral on Maker. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, the risks and the volatility and, and needs to be analyzed uh, a lot more closely. There probably needs to be a lot more data uh, around how the index has traded and how rebalances happen. Uh, but other than that, like we, uh, no, we we think that it could be really great collateral.
1: So Felix, this is a follow-up on what we were talking about before from a member of the community who asks, does the introduction uh, introduction of index, the token, box out a possible set token in the future?
2: Um, I mean, the index token is, just for the index uh, kind of community, and for for indices, and there could be other types of uh, you know community tokens for other kind of verticals. Uh, that said, uh, I think set does need to be some sort of kind of decentralized infrastructure since it's serving all these communities. Uh, so it definitely uh, it's not out of possibility.
0: Hmm. Hmm. It's good to know. Within the realm of possibilities. Okay. So there's another question coming in, uh, from the YouTube. Uh, let's see, well, maybe this is just a good follow-up. Why did set have to partner with the co-op index at all? Uh, why couldn't set, uh, why couldn't set just launch set and, and have governed indices on set? Is your answer going to be more or less the same, or is there another, uh, another aspect to talk about there?
2: Um, I think that, there, I think this something I mentioned earlier, but want to drive in as a point again, mm-hmm. is really the delineation between the SET protocol and and, commu- and and the folks that are and the communities that are running the actual strategies. Mm-hmm. Like SET is meant to be more like a prime brokerage. Uh, in the traditional world, the prime brokerage is like Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan. They serve the, the, the funds of the world, right? They serve the, the Black Rocks. They serve the hedge funds, et cetera as a service provider and a technology provider so that's kind of what set is is really set protocol is is really kind of uh the the biggest prime brokerage if you will in 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 DeFi. and then uh the index co-op is is separated like and and as a prime brokerage, you're not really running a fund like or strategies itself that's not the job of that uh, it's more to help provide services and intermediate uh uh, and, you know, the index co-op is is, is really responsible for the strategy uh, generation, the methodology generation, and for the spreading of the actual kind of uh, uh, the strategy itself.
1: So here is a question, Felix, from a YouTube listener. Um, I would like to create a set, but I've been told by a few lawyers that the set tokens representing the trader strategies are indeed a security Common enterprise investment dependent on a third party. Is that the case? Any uh, have you? Do you have any regulatory clarification on what these sets actually are?
2: Yeah. So I think there's a few things here. Um, I mean, the first is like, well, is I mean, I'm not a lawyer, by the way. So <laughs> this is not no legal is advice a or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I I can only provide my own opinions or what I understand. Uh, and you know definitely you all should consult your own lawyers before before doing anything um but i guess in the in terms of social trading i think maybe that's what the uh the the uh, the 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 questioner was was asking about i think there's a few things like one is is the underlying assets uh kind of a security and i think that most of the assets on on token sets are just like bitcoin ether usd uh which I, I think most people can make an argument it's not a security and sufficiently decentralized. Uh, and then essentially the trader uh, isn't really doesn't ever have custody. They, they can't like take the money and run. they don't control the money. all the execution is done via Dutch auctions, uh, which is a very fair and open way to do a trade uh, and provide a price. and uh, simply the trader is just providing a signal. It's just data. like everyone's just an oracle, right? it just happens that oracle is a trader that decides when to trade and and that's it and that's what that's how kind of eToro and social trading works is that the people like people just expose like what they traded and then people just follow other people it's kind of like you know if david hoffman you're like oh i'm gonna buy wi-fi and then you just told uh, Ryan and Ryan's like, oh, I want to do that too. So you just follow him. Like that's kind of what it is. I, d- I take
1: David, trading. I take all of David's investment that, advice. as that, much. That was as
2: a possible. real
0: conversation. In- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what social trading is. And that's what we're just enabling more in a scalable uh, manner.
0: Okay.
1: Here's another question coming in from a YouTube watcher. Um, hey guys, is it possible to create quote, NFT index unquote of the top 10 NFT projects.
2: Uh, absolutely. Uh, anything that's an ERC20 token can be included into uh, a set or an index.
0: What about actual NFTs themselves? Maybe maybe there's like a, a set of NFTs that have 10 tokens each, but they're ERC 721s. Is there is there room for innovation here?
2: Um yeah. I think one of the cool ideas that people have is to wrap uh you know 721s into erc 20s so you can have fungible or partial ownership of a 721 uh, and that could be put into a set i think the main thing is just liquidity uh right. if you if a lot of people wanted this uh, nft index like can you get more of it right and you can't really get more of it <laughs> uh because it's it's you know it's an NFTs NFT. are fixed in number so i think that's kind of the main thing is like does it scale can it be something that's really big um that becomes a more challenging question. I think the cardinality of the constituents needs to grow a lot. Like you can grow the number of NFTs in the the set, but you can't grow like each NFT. You can't like clone each uh, NFT. Like then it wouldn't be an NFT anymore.
1: Sure. So there is a question from a bankless member discord asking any plans to host the site with IPFS. And I want to like dovetail that question with a, a broader uh, recent Twitter conversation. Oh, I know where this is gone. <laughs> where there, there was some debate, you may have caught it, Felix. Other others may have as well of whether um, DeFi projects are uh, decentralized or not. Um, and like so, of course, we've talked about often that um, look decentralization is a is a spectrum. But there are, are indeed some projects on Ethereum that are. Don't have an off button. They are decentralized. Their founders could not stop them, even if they tried. Right? Uniswap is an example of that. Um, how about Set? Are there still central? Are there centralization vectors here? Um, like, what aspects are not decentralized at this point? What can be turned off?
2: Yeah, good question. Um, I think that, like in general, there's like this concept of progressive decentralization. Which is you're kind of moving towards like full decentralization over time and i think that in general projects should minimize the amount of governance and central points as much as possible and i think the first kind of uh, thing that's being done is really the index co-op where it's the first thing that will be fully uh kind of decentralized and where everything will be essentially owned uh, by the community so uh, you know people can build other sites and uis that hosts um and 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 places that acquire the set tokens themselves uh keep, they're the ones that are going to govern the actual parameters of like how of decisions that end up being made so it will be you know, totally out of our control like uh, uh kind of like what happens there and it'll be totally dictated by the community
1: got it all right so uh another another question i'm going to uh, re- reformat a little bit but um, what are the most popular sets today? And uh, have any of them surprised you, Felix? Um,
2: the most popular one right now is the DeFi Pulse Index. <laughs> uh, you know, that's the, the one people have loved a lot and uh, you know, it, it, people are pretty excited about it. And the adoption is, is growing significantly and quickly. Um, other products, uh, for example, were in the past have been some of the trend trading strategies. So the ETH RSI, uh, has been quite popular as something, as a tool that people have used to weather uh, the, the, the long, long bear market. Uh, one of the social traders, uh, ByteTree, has a pretty popular uh, set. It's called the Bitcoin Demand Set, which will trade based on fundamentals, uh, kind of underlying Bitcoin. And then one that has been growing a lot more is, uh, there's an anonymous uh, trader called CryptoCat. Uh, he or she created a set called uh the greed and fear index so uh (laughs) basically if the market is very fearful uh it would buy and if it's uh if it's you know greedy it would sell and that's actually one of the better performing ones uh right now so that's been getting some inflows
1: are we fearful right now
2: um i'll have to look at territory i'm not sure right now
1: yeah it feels a little fearful here lately at least in uh in DeFi world um Felix, do you have any advice for people who are buying uh, sets? And this isn't investment advice, but but, but I'll give you like a scenario. So sometimes I I see people in crypto um, buying indexes of some sort uh, or buying RSI strategies, this sort of thing, uh, and then getting upset a couple weeks later when they don't immediately perform and then going and trading and, and selling them do you have any general advice? Is it important when you're looking at a set to like have a longer term orientation? Um, because my understanding is the purpose of a a money robot to trade for you is so that you don't make dumb human mistakes. But if you then take a whole bunch of these set protocols and then start trading them, (laughs)
0: like (laughs) it it doesn't seem
1: like doing the same thing. Right. And maybe it's even worse. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but, um, I think just people need some practical advice there, I guess.
2: Um, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, sets are just a tool. Uh, They, you know, don't completely solve the problem, but they just, it just automates behavior that you would already do yourself. So, uh, I mean, that's just clearly a way to think about it. Like, and human behavior can, you know, that's at the end of the day what it takes for you. So if you, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think that's the easiest way to think about it. It's just, it's not going to change like who you are <laughs> and your decisions and so it's it's really up to you to decide how you want to operate it's just yeah the, the automated trading is just things that you would already do yourself but it makes it a lot easier and it does it automatically for you indices just make it a lot easier to get a basket than needing to buy all 10 11 tokens and pay all the gas and do all the work and all the hassles so uh, and sometimes you're delegating to a third party to provide oracles or signals about how to make adjustments uh, but at the end of the day, it's kind of your decision uh, to do whatever, and kind of, I guess the the user is what owns the the the, the outcome mm-hmm. as a result of those decisions.
0: A very wise trader once told me that you can copy somebody's strategy, but you can never copy their conviction. And I think when we're talking about money robots, you can definitely not copy a robot's conviction because that's what the the product is, right? That's what the product is, product is offering. It's offering pure strategy, but uh, you know, you can't get the conviction from it unless you are actually that convicted. Uh, Felix, thanks for coming on. we have two last questions. One um, one about SET and one just about a general DeFi uh, prediction. When we close out this year uh, in three months, oh gosh, three months, wh- how much uh, value w- will be locked in DeFi? Oh, in DeFi. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, man, no, no one ever knows these answers, but I'm just going to say... Uh, what is it? Right now it's 11. So mm-hmm. let's just say 20 billion.
0: 20 billion. All right. Nine more billion Double. in three months. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> and uh, one more question with Set. Uh Are you guys hiring? Any jobs? Uh,
2: we, we are we are uh, hiring. Yeah. We have an open rec for uh, a smart contract engineer. Mm-hmm. And we're always looking for really uh, talented smart people. Uh, you know, even if we don't have a job description. So get in touch uh, via Twitter or Telegram or Discord. And yeah, we'd love to talk to you.
0: Cool. If you guys think that you can provide set value, hit Felix up.
1: Absolutely, Felix. Thank you so much for coming on the AMA. Uh, it's been great to have you in front of the banklist community. I guess maybe just last thing. Anything? Uh, anything else special coming up? You guys have been releasing like mad over the past, uh, th- you know, three weeks or so. Anything special you want to drop that uh, we should be on the lookout for in the next weeks to months?
2: Um. Yeah, I don't, we, we frankly are just trying to catch up on our,
1: catch our breath right now. <laughs> so, uh,
2: no, we, we do not have, uh, we don't know what's, uh, yeah, can't say anything there.
1: Very good. Well, thanks for joining us for this AMA. It's been uh, exceptional to have you Felix. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. One last note for the bankless community, David, you have an event coming up and we want the bankless community represented to make sure that, um, we get an audience for you. Uh, what is that event and what are you gonna be talking about?
0: Yeah, Coindesk is throwing an Ethereum event, which is pretty interesting. Usually they've been kind of uh, only a little bit into Ethereum, but now they're going all in. Uh, And so Coindesk uh, invest Ethereum economy October 14th. There's going to be a ton of DeFi people there. uh, And I'm speaking about why Ether is such a uniquely compelling asset. So something I feel very equipped to talk about. So that's going to be a fun talk. Uh, Vitalik is also speaking there and a bunch of your favorite DeFi protocols are also going to be uh, speaking there as well. DeFi dad as well. We all love him. Uh, So check him out. There is a link in the YouTube show notes. And you can also use the code bankless to get $25 off of your ticket. If you want to get first row seats for me to shill ETH to CoinDesk. (laughs) Well, very good.
1: Well, uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, This has been another episode of Bankless. Bankless.